0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline.
1: And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's it's Never never Too too Late to to fly.
0: Fly.
1: Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is episode 57. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about celebrating small victories, and using those small victories to show that recovery is possible. And throughout this episode, we're going to be talking about some recent success that Jacqueline's had.
0: Yeah, so we just got back from uh, another trip to Disneyland, and I wanted to kind of not specifically talk about Disneyland, but really this concept or idea of when we travel or when we go on vacation, and how hard that can be for so many of us. When we are on a weight loss journey or a fitness journey or a health journey, or for me, all of the above, plus an eating disorder recovery journey, and how scary that can be to kind of get out of your normal routine and schedule where at home, and we've talked about this before, but at home where you can kind of have things planned out and scheduled and you can kind of control a little bit more. But being able to go through all of those things, weight loss, loving yourself, loving your body, respecting yourself, recovery, but still enjoy yourself on vacation without having all of those things kind of either one, prevent you from going on vacation or two, feeling so out of control. And like so many of us do on vacation, either completely binge or completely restrict. And I think Sometimes we're so hard on ourselves because unless we're at that finish line or we've accomplished our goals, it's hard to step back from that and look at all the small victories or all the small progress that's happening. And I think that's especially hard on vacation when it's so easy to go into that complete, like I said, binge or restrict. And I think that's why it's so important to really look Inward and really focus on each moment and each day and the progress you're making instead of just an overall big picture of I'm not where I want to be yet.
1: Right. And I think, like you said right there, it it is very easy to get sucked into I'm not seeing my results fast enough. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult to take that step back and look at each moment as a victory. But I think that's where, again, that mindset comes into play of looking at things as a, a long haul rather than like that instant gratification type thing. Mm -hmm. And it's also important to look like at the moment, what am I doing right now to help me reach that long haul goal rather than what am I doing right now? It's going to get me there faster.
0: Right. And I think once we can focus on each moment and kind of breaking it up as one day at a time, instead of like the big picture, it's, a lot easier to start focusing or recognizing the small progress we're making along the way. And I really wanted to kind of talk about this because I know, for myself included, like I know in the back of my mind, like deep down within my soul, recovery from this eating disorder is possible. I know it. But there's also a difference between, yes, I know it's possible, but then that but comes in, but is it possible for me? Can I actually do this? And I feel like when we struggle with sometimes binge and restrict or like this all or nothing mentality or we've struggled with weight all of our life, it's easy to look at other people having this success and be like, yes, okay, so I see it's possible, but is it really possible for me because I've struggled for so long? Is it even possible to kind of break some of these habits and actually truly recover And I think that's where I've kind of been, where I know deep down in my soul it's possible, but I still kind of had that doubt or have that doubt of, but can I actually do it? Am I the one who's actually going to be able to do this? And so I keep having like little moments happen. And I think that's kind of what I want to share with you because I'm sometimes one where I can get stuck in that if I don't reach my big goal, I haven't accomplished it yet instead of looking at the small moments that are going to lead up to that big goal. And so that's why I wanted to kind of talk about this or share this with you because I am someone who doesn't maybe all the time feel like recovery is possible for me, that it's possible maybe for everyone else, but not me. And if you're someone who kind of feels like that too, hopefully all of these little things that I'm sharing with you, where I'm slowly actually seeing progress and focusing on the small victories and showing not only myself, but you that it is possible. And so I really found a lot of small victories and changes happening in Disneyland, like two kind of big ones that I kind of wanted to share. Because like I said, if I thought it's possible, but not for me. I know there's someone else out there who might be feeling that same way. Right, and I think
1: it's important too to point out that these things are happening day to day, but you don't necessarily know it until you're out of your regular element. And you're kind of put in a situation where you have to kind of make a choice on the fly rather than kind of having it pre-planned out.
0: And I think we've talked about that before, but that's a great point, is like I talked about at the beginning, is when we're home, And in our normal routine, it's easy to fall into that routine and not notice some of the small changes. And like Kevin said, pull yourself out of that. And it really forces you to say, am I going to be able to do it? Or what's going to happen? Or what choices am I going to make? And kind of forces you to kind of get uncomfortable and figure out what you're going to do.
1: Right. And I think us going on these little trips and stuff, it's kind of forced you out of your comfort zone a little bit to kind of maybe take a step back and look at the progress that you have made without really realizing it.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think there's kind of two big topics that my therapist keeps telling me to focus on. And when you can focus on these, then you can help notice some of those small victories or those small changes within yourself. And I want to bring those two up and then kind of talk a little bit about what happened specifically for me in Disneyland with this. And then hopefully you can help yourself to kind of remember these two things to start documenting Your small victories too, because like I said, all of these small victories are what are going to add up to help us get to our end goal, whether it's eating disorder recovery, whether it's weight loss, whether it's reaching another goal, all the little steps we're taking are what lead us to get where we want to go. It's not just right here and then you're going to leap and you're going to be exactly where you want to be. It takes little steps and little progress every day. And there's kind of two major things that I kind of wanted to share. The first one being is do what's best for you and your body, your recovery, your progress, what you need to do, and to focus inward on what's best for your body.
1: I think with that too, it's very key to, like you said, focus on what's best for you. It's so easy to get caught up in, oh, this person thinks I should do this, or this person's doing that, it's working for them, maybe that'll work for me. Mm -hmm. It's really, really, really important to look inward And figure out, and maybe it doesn't work, maybe it does, but what do you think is going to work for you?
0: Right, and I always say this, that recovery looks different for everyone. Doing what's best for you is gonna look different for everyone. Some days for me, eating a cupcake is progress and that is great for my recovery. Some days it's saying no to the cupcake and that's progress and that's great for my recovery. So it's always focusing on you And what you need to do. And like Kevin said, not worrying about what anyone else is doing, what anyone else might say, what works for anyone else. It's really focusing on you and what you need to do.
1: Well, I think like you just pointed out right there too, and moment to moment, it could be different what is Mm -hmm. best for you and what's working for you in that moment could be different than what it was the last five minutes ago.
0: And I feel like with, especially like food. There's so many rules and labels and things that people put on food, whether it's good or bad. You should eat this. You shouldn't eat that. You're bad if you eat this. You're good if you do this. And it really, for me, what's really helping me change that relationship with food the most is really focusing inward on what is truly best for me. And if I want a cupcake, I'm going to have the cupcake. I don't care if the person next to me thinks the cupcake's bad or doesn't ever eat a cupcake I'm focusing on what is best for me. And I think that's what I took into this trip to Disneyland was reminding myself do what's best for you. And for me right now, struggling with my fluid retention, some fluid issues, swelling in my legs, I had to kind of put other things aside and actually do what was best for me, which was this time around, I got a wheelchair for myself. And the last time we went to Disneyland, I kind of let that shame or that guilt or what would other people think of me doing this, or or they're only going to think I'm doing this because I'm too lazy to walk and I'm too fat to walk, stop me from actually listening to my body and what it needed. And I pushed myself to my limits. I felt my legs getting 10 times as swollen as they've ever been. And I kept pushing it to walk because I did not want to get a wheelchair And I think that moment, as hard as it was, because it took my body like pretty much a good few weeks to kind of get right again with the fluid, that moment really truly reminded me of it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, what they're going to think, what they're going to say, I need to do what's best for my body.
1: Right. And I think you did a really good job this time of utilizing the scooter, knowing If I push myself too far, I am going to be miserable.
0: Exactly. And I think I had to remind myself, yes, you're strong. Yes, you're capable of walking. No, it doesn't mean you're taking an easy way out or trying to be lazy and not walk around. Your body physically cannot do it right now. And you have to be okay with that.
1: But I I don't even think it's that it can't do it right now. It's that it can't do it all day long. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you did do when we would go to certain um, areas of the park and you would park the scooter, get off and walk around. And if a line was short enough that you could stand physically to do it, you did that. Right. So it's not that you aren't physically able to do it. Like you absolutely 100% can do it. But it's knowing what's best for you in the grand scheme of all day long. Right. And what's going to follow that. What's best for me not being stuck in. Okay, I can do it. So I'm going to do it. Right. And looking at that bigger picture of how it's going to affect me the rest of today, but also afterwards.
0: And I think the last trip to Disneyland, as much progress I made with, like, food, this trip really opened my eyes to this step that my therapist told me, which is doing what's best for your body. And I think for me, it's kind of I let what others might think or say or do or what they might assume why I needed a wheelchair stop me from getting one last time. And I kind of had this mentality of, I'm going to prove myself that I can do it. And that was completely not listening to my body or not doing what was best for my body. And so this time around, it was like maybe halfway through the first day, it really kind of clicked in me as to you actually did something that was best for you without worrying about what anyone else was going to say. And getting this wheelchair for you right now in this moment is the thing that you needed to do to be taking care of yourself. And I think that just that little switch really clicked in me to be like, this is happening. Small progress, small changes, actually listening to myself and my body. It's possible and it's happening. And like Kevin said, it's also listening to my body, not just having the wheelchair, but parking it, walking as much as I could, but taking breaks, drinking enough water, wearing comfortable clothes and shoes that weren't going to be too tight and constricting on my legs or on my feet that I wasn't going to be comfortable, which would add to the fluid. All of these things are doing what my body needed, resting, drinking enough water, wearing the right comfortable clothing, getting the wheelchair is all listening to my body and doing what my body needs. And I think that was one of the like first little steps where I was like, I'm actually doing what I need to be doing.
1: Right. And I think that's incredibly powerful is when you can focus on what your body needs and you can think about what's going to happen if you don't listen to what your body needs and know the repercussions of not making those choices. I think that's a powerful learning experience to be able to say, Hey, I pushed myself too far this past time. I'm going to do something different because I don't want those same results to happen again. That's a, that's a learning experience that mm-hmm. takes growth to continue. To make those steps forward rather than keep doing that same thing over and over and expecting a different result.
0: Right. And even though maybe part of me was still slightly, I don't think embarrassed is the right word. I don't really know the right word to kind of feel like I'm making steps backwards by having to get another wheelchair or having this fluid problem and kind of feeling yucky in that whole situation. I also knew when I got home, it took me like two days and my fluid and my body was like completely back to normal, where before, no joke, it was probably close to a month before the fluid really figured itself out again. So that also made me feel really proud of myself in those small victories of kind of throwing out maybe those fears or insecurities or what might others might like think or do and truly focus on my body and then seeing the results. And I think it kind of brings me right into like the number two tip, which they kind of go together, but it's number two is listen to your body. So it's not only doing what's best for you, but it's actually listening to it, what it's trying to tell you in the moment, whether that's hunger, whether that's thirst, whether that's you need a rest, whether that's whatever it is it's actually listening to those cues that your body is telling you. And I think this is the hardest one for me because for so long I ignored all of the cues, all of the things that my body was trying to tell me or talk to me. It would be starving and I would be like, stop growling, you're not hungry, we're not eating right now. And so it formed this like distrust between my body and my brain and my actions of what I was doing. And it's really been, I think, one of the hardest most like challenging parts of my recovery is actually trusting my body and listening to my body again. And so I feel like just being hyper like aware of that and actually being strong enough to kind of listen to those cues or what my body was telling me. It kind of helped when I was removed from home and normal routine and went to Disneyland to kind of be like okay, we're on vacation. We're not in control of everything. We're not at home. I need to make sure I'm really listening to my body, not just with doing what's best for me with the wheelchair, with the walking, with all that, but actually listening to what my body's telling me in the moment.
1: Right. I think like we've mentioned so many times, it's so easy to have your body just go into autopilot of this is what I do. This is my routine. Mm -hmm. And when it actually comes time to listen to your body, it, it can be really hard or it can be really easy based on what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. If you've been making good choices and making progress and doing the work that you need to do to improve your situation, it can be really easy to listen to what your body's saying and, and continue with that mm-hmm. as you're out of your autopilot zone. But it can also, if you're not making those great choices can be really easy to turn that autopilot off and, And forget what your body's trying to tell you and continue on with not making such great choices.
0: Right. I noticed that too, with like that autopilot, like mindset is the moment that like I used to go on trips to Disneyland in the past, it was a complete, oh my gosh, I'm so excited because then I'm going to be able to eat anything I want. And so when it was like, I got to Disneyland, it was a complete free for all And I never knew if I was hungry, if I was full, if I was satisfied, if I even wanted that food, it was autopilot of this is your permission to eat. And so I'm going to go in and I'm going to eat and I'm going to eat all of it because once I go home, I'm never doing this again. Or the complete opposite autopilot of you're bringing your own food. You're not eating anything. You're still going to do weight loss. You're not eating any of the Disney food. And so any of those hunger cues, those things your body was trying to tell you, you were not listening because you were on that autopilot of when I'm on vacation, when I'm in Disneyland, this is what I'm going to do. And I think that's a whole nother episode to kind of get into like food and travel and all that.
1: No, absolutely. But I was just talking about that specific mindset of it's easy to fall into either I'm really going to listen to my body or really not going to listen to my body.
0: And I think that could fall into that binge or restrict Oh, absolutely. Very easily if you just go in with that autopilot of, I'm on vacation, so I'm- All
1: rules are off and I can do whatever I want to do. Exactly.
0: And so I think that's where it's a slight difference from the other tip, which was doing what's best for you, is with actually listening to your body. Because on this trip, I actually was able to see and feel a shift where I was saying, if Kevin was hungry and wanted something, he would say, do you want something? And I was actually able to like look inward and say, no, I'm not hungry. Or no, I don't feel like that. Or you know what? I'm hungry. I need a little snack. Or can we sit down and have a break? I need some water. My body was actually talking to me. And this was one of the first times I was actually hearing it and actually listening to what it was needing.
1: Right. And I think that's a big thing to point out. It was hearing what your body was telling you, but also acting it, rewarding it for what it was asking you for. And by doing that, I think that's where we're having this conversation about making the progress and using that progress as small victories as showing that recovery is absolutely one hundred percent possible, right, even and if you don't think it is possible for you right by breaking it down into smaller chunks and smaller bites, it's absolutely one hundred percent possible to make that progress and get to where you want to go
0: because I remember we were sitting on the train, we had popcorn. And I got it because that's all we kept talking about is we want popcorn on the train to ride the Disneyland train and have popcorn. But as I was sitting there, I was like, there's this voice in my head that was like, but you're not really hungry and you don't really want this. And I think I took a little handful of popcorn and I kind of stopped and I sat there for a minute and it was like, but I'm supposed to eat this, that, going back to that autopilot that you mentioned I'm supposed to eat this because this was part of the plan. This is what I should be doing. But my body was like, but you don't want it. And then for me to actually not eat it, I kind of turned to Kevin and I was like, I think this is what progress looks like. I think this is, and it's emotional because this is true. Like I honestly believed it was not possible. Like I knew it was, I knew people had success and talked about it and, knowing me and my personality and my mom calls it stubborn, but I call it determined a little bit. I knew I was going to make it a reality. I knew I was going to recover. But part of me was like, how? How are we going to do this? And so that small moment, which might seem like nothing to most people, choosing not to eat the popcorn because my body was telling me I'm not hungry, Not because it was bad, not because I was worried about the calories or gaining weight or I shouldn't be doing this, but genuinely hearing my body say, you know what? I'm not hungry right now. Let's save some for later. It's okay. You don't eat it right now. Was like one of those moments again. And I remember it and I turned to Kevin right away and I was like, I think this is what recovery feels like, what listening to my body feels like. And so I think that's why I kind of wanted to share this is because all of those small moments that might seem like nothing actually are the building blocks and the foundation to actually reaching your goals or actually recovering. And it might seem like you'll never reach your goals or you'll never get there. But that's why it's really looking inward and really celebrating those small victories and not just pushing it off as... Oh, I just didn't eat popcorn or yeah, I just ate popcorn. It wasn't a big deal, but realizing how amazing that is.
1: But I think the other key to that too is figuring out what those small steps are so that you can look for those small victories. Right. Because again, if you're only looking, okay, I'm only seeing success when I recover from this eating disorder, that's going to be really difficult to do. But if you can figure out these small steps that you can take to help you get there, it's absolutely 100% easier to achieve that success.
0: And the weird thing is and I'm I'm still fighting through some of like the battles with this with the struggles of like not weighing myself, but I feel like once I got rid of the scale and stopped weighing myself, it really forced me to look inward and to focus on how I'm feeling and take away that outside object or force of the scale and take that away And really focus on my success is based on how I feel without success being based on the scale. And once I kind of took that away, I feel like a lot of this inward looking mental work has really been happening for me.
1: Well, I think that when you're using the scale to judge your success, it's very easy to use that and justify, Oh, it's okay. If I eat this because the scale's not going up, even though you feel like crap after you eat it. Mm-hmm. So if the scale's not moving, it must be all right. But by listening to what your body's actually telling you, what your body's actually feeling, it's easier to make that progress mm-hmm. without using that scale as a justifier. Okay. I ate three corn dogs and a thing of French fries. Like I feel like trash, but the scale didn't go up. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, You kind of throw that out the window because I feel like garbage after I eat that. I'm not going to continue to do that. And that's going
0: back to not listening to your body or what it's telling you. Exactly. And I've been thinking about this a lot and really trying to wrap my head kind of around this concept of as much as I still struggle with maybe sometimes not knowing my weight or knowing if I'm actually losing weight or what progress I'm making based on the scale and kind of that struggle in itself. I feel like a lot of my recovery and a lot of these small victories and a lot of these things that I might not have noticed because I was so hyper-focused on the scale might not have been happening because I put all of my worth or success in that number and I only felt like I was making progress if the scale went down. And so I feel like it really forced me, like I said, to really focus on what's happening inside me. And that's where I've really been seeing a lot of these small changes happening, which truly reminded me, like, I can do this. Recovery is possible for me.
1: Absolutely, 100%. And when you have that mind-body connection, it's a lot easier to tell yourself and feel yourself, yes, I'm making progress or no, I'm not, Mm -hmm. than it is to rely on some external factor that, okay, arbitrarily it can go up or down based on whether the sky is blue or not. Like, it, it, it has no... Like, you could do everything perfectly right, and the scale is not going to do what you want it to do.
0: And I think the main focus here is this is not easy. Like, I didn't come here. If you've been listening to us for a while on this podcast or following me on social media, getting to this point is not just like I snapped my finger and I was like, okay, now I'm seeing all these small victories and things are changing for me. It's hard. And I want to address that for anyone who's struggling. I feel you. It is hard. And that is okay that it's hard. We all are going to go through this process at different steps, different stages, the amount of time it's going to be different for all of us, but that's why it's focusing on you and what your body needs and realizing that as cliche as this sounds, if I can do this, you can do it too, but it's not easy and it's going to take a lot of work, but to remind yourself that you are worth it. You are worth the time, the energy, the effort to be able to have freedom from constantly obsessing about food, constantly obsessing about your body and your weight and having your worth be determined by the scale, you are absolutely worth that work. And it's going to take kind of maybe making some changes or really focusing on one day at a time to really start to kind of see some of these changes in yourself. But I think I wanted to just share these little... Tips and little success moments with you as they happen because it not only helps me on my journey to kind of talk about it and share it with you to actually remind myself of how much progress I am making, but to share it along with you so hopefully you can start looking inward and making those changes and seeing some of those small progresses. And success in yourself as well. So I think we absolutely need to start celebrating the small victories, the small wins, being proud of ourselves more. And something that might seem small, like for me, choosing not to eat popcorn is a big thing that should be celebrated. And those moments that you feel proud of yourself are going to help you keep going and reminding yourself that you can do it. So when you feel like you failed or you're having a hard moment you can look back and remember these moments and these times that you did have success and remind yourself that you just have to keep going and not give up. And so I think it's really important to remember to focus on where you're at now because it could be so easy to get wrapped up in this, but I'm not where I want to be yet. And you're not actually looking at how far you've actually come.
1: Right, and I think another key to point out there too is Not thinking, I'm not where I want to be, that you can't get there. It's important to think about, I have this goal out there. I absolutely 100% can reach that goal. Mm -hmm. No matter how hard and how difficult it seems like it might be to reach that goal, you have to truly believe that you can get there. Because your your brain is one of the most powerful things. And whether you believe that you can or cannot do something, that's what your body is going to put into action. Mm -hmm. So you have to truly believe that you can reach that goal or that success because without believing that your body's going to stop you Mm -hmm. it's going to put that limiting uh, belief to action
0: so just remember to focus on you be aware of the choices and the decisions you're making and make sure that they are the ones that are best for you and like kevin said believe in yourself that you actually can do it And don't forget to focus and celebrate the small victories along the way, because that makes all the difference in the world.
1: So with that, we'd like to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to our episode today. If you found any value from our conversation, we hope that you can recommend this podcast to a friend or family member who might also find value in our conversation. If you could also help us out by taking the time to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, that would help us out greatly. And one last thing to remember, it's never never too too late late to to fly. fly.